Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, and his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Good morning. Welcome to Accelerate OC. I'm Carrie Ransom, and thanks always to our engineer, Paul, for making me and my guests sound so good. Today's episode is sponsored by OC4 Ventures, which is a new venture studio here in Orange County that I'm a part of. And we are identifying the most exciting and promising tech entrepreneurs here in Orange County and supporting them with a whole array of services from capital, coaching, collisions with great talent, connecting them into our community, and all the things you need to build a world-class company. And if you know, Don, maybe you know someone, or are one of those entrepreneurs, which he certainly is, send them my way or go to oc4v.com. I'm excited to have Don DiCostanzo here today, serial entrepreneur, very, very accomplished in a number of areas of his career. And before we get to hear about his really cool current company, Pedigo, let me tell you a bit about it. So he is the co-founder and CEO of Pedigo Electric Bikes, which is the number one electric bike brand in the U.S. Uh, and they're sold at more than 100 Pedigo branded stores in the U.S. as well as in Canada and Europe. And the bikes have electric motors on them that will get you where you need to go. We were just talking off the air about how not all the bikes are going to get you up the hill, but a Pedigo absolutely will. And you can even travel as far as 60 miles on a single battery charge. So that will certainly get you around anywhere in Orange County that you need to get to. And uh, may even get farther than my electric car gets me from time to time. Uh, he started the company here over 10 years ago. And I really love the tagline, which I think we'll go into, which is Hello Fun. And you'll love also, if you get to his website, you'll love all the testimonial and celebrity stories that he has on there. So not only does he have fans here in Orange County, he has them all over, and many of them are, are very famous. He's also a serial entrepreneur. He's founded and invested in other companies, uh, including one here called Bring Pro that he invested in several years ago. Uh, and before that, he was also CEO of a company called Zach Products that he turned around, and he worked in the uh, auto dealer space for several years. And he also was the president of uh, a company that was a, a multinational large company called Win Oil that was an 80-year-old company that sold uh, several years ago to a big uh, conglomerate in that space called Parker Hannafin. Uh, Don and I also have a shared life experience. We were both presidents of our respective fraternities in college. Uh, and so hopefully we'll talk a little bit about that today. I still consider that the hardest job that I ever had. I had 110 people that lived under a roof with me at the same time, and having to be their good friend and their adult supervision at the same time was a bit of a challenge. So um, we'll, we'll hopefully cover that. We have a lot of ground to cover today. Don, it is great to have you on Accelerate OC today. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, let's get to the starting line. So I feel like 10 years ago, I never saw an electric bike anywhere, and now they're all over the place. We were just talking about how a lot of high school kids here in Orange County are, are riding them to school instead of cars these days. Uh, clearly, you were early to spot this trend. So what was it that led you to start Pedigo? 
Well, it actually started longer than uh, 11 years ago. Uh, it started in 2006 when I mm. lived down at the beach, and I loved to ride my bike down to the beach, but I did not enjoy going back up that hill. Mm-hmm. So instead of uh, uh, not instead of riding my bike to the beach, I found myself taking the car more often mm-hmm. than that. I'd go out to the garage and see the bike and look at the car and think about the hill and get in the car. <laughs> So I heard about electric bikes because Lee Iacocca had a brand of electric bikes in the late 1990s and up to 2003, but he failed at that. Hmm. But the technology wasn't quite ready yet. But I, I did some exploring and ended up buying a bike online. It was a terrible bike. It was a piece of junk. It took me three months to get it to work, but it got me up the hill. And I thought, well, there might be something to this. Then I read about the uh, the evolvement of technology and how uh, lithium batteries were the next mm-hmm. big thing, and they were going to help electric transportation in general. So then I bought six more bikes, and it was to sell electric cars, electric golf carts, electric scooters, electric skateboards, and and, and electric bikes. Quickly, I figured out electric bikes were the hot thing. So for a year, I sold every brand of electric mm-hmm. bikes I'd get my hands on. But they were horrible suppliers. The quality was terrible, and I started building my own. And after a year of doing that, I decided there's an opportunity here to build a brand doing electric bikes. So that's how Pedigo was formed. That is a great story. So... And a great entrepreneurial story. You you decided to, to really focus on the area where you saw the opportunity. What led you to, to I guess, just focus on bikes? Was it, you know, because we talk a lot on here about letting your customers help validate or invalidate your opportunity. I mean, it, it's a, a big leap to open a retail store, offer everything, only to find what your instinct kind of told you. Um, so what? Yeah, give, talk me through. You know, how did what? What was the feedback that you were getting along the? Well, when I look back on it, I consider it my R and D, and it was yeah. the a chance for me to sit down and talk to the customers and see their experiences. Mm-hmm. And you know, electric skateboards were kind of crazy and they were wild, and that wasn't mainstream market. Although mm-hmm. we did sell one, electric golf carts were difficult to make money on. We sold the Hummer, the Escalade, the thirty-two Ford Roadster, but it was very slim margins. We couldn't make mm-hmm. any money. Mm-hmm. The electric bike, where I saw the opportunity, it was the broader audience. And at that time, from that time and even till today, we focus on the baby boomer, mm-hmm. and the baby boomer has the uh, the time and the money. Mm-hmm. and the desire to go out and get some recreational experience. So I discovered that in the store real quick. I noticed people come in. They wouldn't buy one bike. They'd buy two. Mm-hmm. They'd buy them as a couple. Mm-hmm. They'd go out and ride them. And I recognized there was a big social experience that went on there, mm-hmm. and it was social currency. So when I began, uh, and I went to a cocktail party back then, and they, people would ask me what i do. I said I was in the electric bike business. They all kind of moved away from me. Uh, now when I go to a, any kind of event, I'm almost a celebrity because electric bikes have become of mm-hmm. age. But it wasn't that way at, at all in the beginning. Sure. So you, you kind of go through that uh, metamorphosis. You have to – I believed in them. I rode them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends liked them. Anybody who g- experienced them. So I learned it had to be an experience. Sure. So we made that store an experience, and we make all, every Pedigo store an experience. That's very cool. So how did you go about, in the process of building your own, how did you go about finding the, the key people you needed to help you – do that? Uh, well, you know, it was a process of trial and error, like anything. As an entrepreneur, I say there are no failures, only learning experiences. Mm-hmm. And um, I just recruited people who I thought would be worthwhile for mm-hmm. it. In the beginning, I hired a bike mechanic because I, that was mm-hmm. the piece. I hired basically to my weaknesses, mm-hmm. and I have no mechanical skills. So, <laughs> um, so I made sure I had people around me that mm-hmm. had the mechanical skills. And then it turned into be more electrical. The thing I did have is experience in sourcing in Asia, mm-hmm. which I did. And I also had the design skills where I had the design concept. But then I hired a professional design studio mm-hmm. to, do the, to do the actual design of the bikes mm-hmm. for me. And were you able to find all that talent here in Orange County, or did you uh, have to bring in any from outside the area? 
Orange County is an amazing place. There's just about anything you could want in Orange County. And uh, being that I've been here on and off since I was 18 years old, I certainly had the context. The designer that I found was a friend of mine, and mm -hmm. I'd actually rented space for him. We started Pedigo, and he was my designer. So he and I are still good friends today. And uh, yeah, so you know, Orange County, I haven't. I, there's not too much I haven't found that I can't find here in Orange County. That's a that's a great testament, and I think something that not enough people here appreciate. I think with the diversity of our economy here, that. To your point, we have uh, everything you possibly need. And I, I've always been amazed when I've been growing companies from a handful of people to hundreds of people that we can we can find everything we need here. And often it's just about spending the time to go find them. Well, it's not only finding them, it's keeping them, making yes. sure you have a pleasant place to That's work, right. you're competitive in the marketplace, mm -hmm. and we have a very, very low turnover rate because we take care of it. We believe that our, our dealers are our customers. Mm -hmm. We believe, of course, the retail customers, but we also want to make sure that our employees are well taken care of. So mm -hmm. we have a great, uh, very low attrition because we take care of the employees, and that's a critical part of, of being a successful entrepreneur. Absolutely. So let's go under the hood just a little bit more. So you've been at this now for over 10 years. And, you know, as, as I looked at your site, it, it seems like at this point, you know, you have a lot of different SKUs of bikes, but still very bike focused, um, some accessories as well. What's kept you so focused on that and not going back to where you started in retail with all these other electric products that you could have easily gone into? Well, it's, it's, that's an easy question to answer. It's, it's, I always believe focus is very important that if you don't, you get, there's too many opportunities out there. There's literally hundreds of opportunities yes. and hundreds of products we could mm -hmm. offer, but you have to be very good at what you do. So, mm -hmm. in, in, you know, being an entrepreneur, you want to look at opportunities where you can be first or best. Well, I chose I wanted to be both. Mm -hmm. So we built our model different. We built our styles to be different. And we built timeless designs so that the first bike we made today, we still sell. Mm -hmm. And that bike, now 11 years old, they come in for service. We can still do the repair parts for mm -hmm. it. So you've got to have the long view. And you can't do that if you're broad. So we find out not every customer is going to fit a standard bike. Sure. So many of our competitors offer one or two models, no sizes, no colors. We offer 18 different models, many different sizes, and a whole bunch of different colors. And that became what I thought to be the, the, the real uh, hot button for right. us is customers want a bike. They want something they're going to enjoy riding and they're proud to ride. Mm -hmm. So we've been laser focused. We've had opportunities to get in a scooter business golf cart business, industrial, mm -hmm. electric bikes. We've shown focus on the consumer, the aging baby boomer, looking to have some recreational fun and for that customer to be fully engaged with us. That's awesome. Well, you, you talked a little bit before the show about how you've built this dealer network and that for them, they're really you know building their own business that you're helping them do, but that it's not just about selling bikes and that you've created, you, you, you've created this great experience there, but that there are a number of different ways that they need to operate to make money. Can you just share a little bit about that? Because I don't think that's going to be obvious. Most people probably driving by think, oh, that's just a place to buy a bike. And you've really thought this through. I think that's important for people to understand. Yeah, well, so, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of Harley-Davidson and what they've done to build their brand. Mm -hmm. So we copied a lot of what they did. It made sense for this market. It's two-wheel transportation. It's different. Mm-hmm. And now Harley's coming out with their own electric bike. I guess they, they like the fact that I copied them. <laughs> um, and they'll, they'll probably have a tough time succeeding because they don't have any breadth or depth. They just have one or two electric bikes and one color. But mm -hmm. uh, we've learned along the way, particularly with women, color's the most important question. Men ask us how fast they go, <laughs> and women ask us what colors do they come in. <laughs> and you could tell the man, we got black, that's fine. We got silver, that's fine. We got purple, that's fine. Just don't give me pink. Mm -hmm. Women, on the other hand, they're going to be very favorable. So, you know, our, our 
our, our, our distribution model is, I, I'm very proud of the fact that we've made over 100 people entrepreneurs. Most mm -hmm. of them had not been in business for themselves. Mm -hmm. Most of them have been displaced by corporate America. If you're 50 years old today and you lose your job, it's a difficult road for you. There's not a whole lot of people who are going to hire people over 50. If you're over 60, you can forget about it. So uh, these people who uh, want to be on, have want to be entrepreneurs, so we give them all the back office support they need. Mm -hmm. We teach them everything from how to open an LLC, negotiating leases. We're next to them. So we like to tell them that they're in business for themselves, but they're not by themselves. Mm -hmm. So we don't have any real requirements. We only have guidelines. We don't have a whole lot of rules. Um, but we give them guidelines. And every one of our 100 and some odd stores is different. The store looks different. But mm -hmm. you'll see a common theme. They'll use our common colors. They'll have our sign out front. And they basically sign a license agreement, much like a car dealership mm -hmm. is. There's only one Toyota dealership in Costa Mesa, for sure. example. There aren't three of them. There mm -hmm. might be one in Orange and Huntington Beach, sure. but there's only one in that territory. Mm -hmm. So you've been at this now 10 years, or a little over 10 years, I guess. The idea goes back even before that. If you were starting Pedigo today with what you've learned over the last 10 years, what would you do differently? I probably would have moved to the Pedigo store model earlier. Hmm. Uh, it actually wasn't our idea. It was a customer's idea that mm -hmm. bought a bike and came to me. And uh, he now uh, works at Pedigo. He's the vice president of operations. But he opened the first store in Huntington Beach. Mm -hmm. He came to me after being a customer and saying, hey, Don, I want to open up a store in Huntington Beach. I want to do nothing but sell Pedigos. Mm -hmm. I said, gee, Tom, I love that idea, but you have to rent them too. He goes, of course I'm going to rent them. How else am I going to get people to like them? So <laughs> he's our number one rental operator probably okay. in the world. Um, actually, Hawaii's, we just found out our Hawaii dealer beat them. But um, the point is, is that the exposure to the brand, people ask me about buying an electric bike. I said, don't go buy one. Go rent one first. Go try one. Mm -hmm. See if it's for you. Mm -hmm. Don't make the investment until you've tried one out. And then sure. find the one that's right for you. Try out the different sizes and the different colors and the different styles to find one you're most comfortable with. So mm -hmm. if I had gone to that model earlier, we'd have accelerated a little faster. We didn't discover this model until about seven years ago, and we were in business for 10. If I had to do over again, we would have started right away with that idea. Okay, very good. So let's talk a little bit more about Orange County. You, you talked about early on how you were able to find all the key people you needed. Um, we were talking beforehand about the fact that you'd worked in a couple other parts of the country. You got here uh, when you were 18. You, what, what do you most appreciate about being an entrepreneur and a business person here in Orange County? Well, number one, it's obviously got the perfect climate. You know, I, if I couldn't live here, I don't know where else I would live. And I was, when we were looking that. for office space, our, our, our industrial space for our new facility, I asked the real estate, why is it so expensive here in Orange County? He says, because every CEO in the world wants to live here, <laughs> and they're willing to pay a premium price for space. So could we be better off in Las Vegas or Texas someplace? Probably. But that's not where I choose to live. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, our headquarters are here. But it's also even more important. This is, this is where it all happens. I mean, just go down to the beach and look at how many people are riding bikes. You know, Huntington Beach says they're surf city. I like to say they're cruiser city. Mm -hmm. I mean, go look at how many beach cruisers go through Huntington Beach in the course of a day. It's amazing. And that's, and that's where I get my design ideas. I go down there and look what people are riding and seeing what's seeing. And that's how we came out with a fat tire bike. Because mm -hmm. I watched I watched people riding fat tire bikes mm -hmm. without motors. I thought, boy, that's a perfect candidate for a bike with a motor on it. Because it's hard to ride. So we that's came right. out with the first fat tire electric bike uh, five years ago. And now there's a trend in fat tire electric mm -hmm. bike. So it's just a great place to get a, a my And as California goes, so goes the rest of the world. But I'll say the same thing about Orange County. We've kind of been the, the leader in the category of bikes in general. This has been a great mm -hmm. place for bicycle startups, but it's been especially uh, favorable for electric bike startups. Hmm. Amazing. So I know you've been involved in some other startup ventures here. 
So let's go beyond bikes. How do you think about Orange County as a place to be an entrepreneur? Oh, I think it's a phenomenal place. I think the support structure here is amazing. You know, the Orange County Business Journal just came out with their top most influential people, and there's 500 on the list. And if you look at it, most of them are entrepreneurs. I don't think anywhere in the world they could find 500 people that would be on the list of the most influential. 500 is just a numbing number. But if you go through the list and look at the people, almost all of them are entrepreneurs. So I, this might be the entrepreneurial, entrepreneur capital of the world, at least in non-tech. Yeah, it's... Uh... I think you're right. I mean, that, if you look back at the history of the last 50 plus years and where Orange County was that long ago versus today, it's it's incredible. And it is a community, uh, broadly speaking, that's been built by entrepreneurs. And, and uh, you know, the, the real question and something we I've talked about with some other guests is, are we producing the right kinds of jobs for a really dynamic future here? Because it's a great place. If you're a, a retired CEO, it's a great place to come to live by the beach. But are we continuing to think about the right kinds of education, the right kinds of, of jobs for an innovation future, right? I mean, building building electric bikes was innovative. And there's a, there's a lot of technology and things that, that are developed to, to go into something like that. And I feel like you're almost the perfect example of the, the innovation future that potential that we have, but that's that's the one concern that I think some of the data is showing right now. Well, I, I appreciate your concern, and I, I agree with that. Um, I teach classes at Huntington Beach at some of the Huntington Beach high schools. Mm-hmm. I've been involved in their entrepreneurial program. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty amazed at what some of these kids come up with. Yeah, that's great. I just did one recently last semester where they came up with some really good ideas, and they they basically take the business, they come in and study us, and then they come back and they also make their presentations. Mm-hmm. And I probably got more out of it than they did, but that's they awesome. certainly got yeah. a lot out of it. I do the same thing at Cal State Fullerton. I teach a marketing class on brand mm-hmm. new. You know, how does Starbucks have 27,000 locations and their second biggest competitor is Dunkin' Donuts with 4,000 things. And yet Dunkin' Donuts has been around since 1953 and Mm -hmm. Starbucks only 1971. How do they get to 27,000 units? And companies like Nike and Harley Davidson and you go down the list, uh, Uber, certainly people, if they take Lyft, they say they're going to take an Uber. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, you go down the list of all the successful companies, certainly Tesla in the electric bike world and electric car world, they own it. So... You know, building brand ubiquity, I think. And if you look mm-hmm. at the in the surf world in California, we Orange County, yeah. Orange County like has been the hotbed. That's Same right. thing with bicycles. There's probably other industries. Orange County's been on the forefront, and I think there's nowhere but to go it up for that. Mm-hmm. What What do you think we can do better to support those high school kids or the kids coming out of Cal State Fullerton that are aspiring entrepreneurs to make sure they they do it here? Because I think a lot of this stuff showing that a lot of the data is showing that they're leaving. And I always fear that if they leave, they're not coming back. Well, I think internship programs will go a long way. Mm-hmm. I also think it's uh, the responsibility of us successful entrepreneurs yes. to give back That's right. and to go to these schools and share the vision and the story. Because I wish somebody inspired me yeah. to be an entrepreneur when I was in high school. I sure. took distributed education. It talking about retail and price tags and you know all the technical mm-hmm. stuff about the retail business. And then I worked in a distribution center. Uh, you know, in, for my summer job. Well, you know, it was an interesting experience, but it would have been a heck of a lot better if I was working in an entrepreneurial environment. Sure. I totally agree. I, I have shared with uh, folks on many shows that, yeah, I grew up in a retail family business, and a lot of what I learned about being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, came from those early formative years. I probably started when I was 10 years old with a push broom, but worked my way up and 
sort of did every job and and i think that's stayed with me so right giving that gift to others um even if it's through education i think it's super important so I, it's I, also very rewarding yes incredibly so I, I i ask a lot of my guests don you know, what is it that our audience because we have a group of people here who are passionate about orange county and and want to get more involved what can they do to help pedigo at this point well, um, I, you know, I think that the most important thing that we offer is we essentially sell fun. We're not in the, you know, people think we're in the hardware business, but we're not. We're in the in the business of selling fun, and there's a lot of people that need a little more fun in their life. Absolutely. I read an interesting article a few weeks ago that said that people only have 27 days of their life where they're happy. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's just an average statistic, and I don't know what they what their definition of happy is. And you know, I was visiting our store in St. Louis when they opened up, and a woman came up to me and she said, "I have to tell you, Don, I call this my Prozac on two wheels." Hmm. I said, "What do you mean?" She goes, "Well, since I got my Pedigo, I no longer need to take Prozac. When I get discouraged or down a little bit depressed, I go out and ride my bike, and now I don't have to take Prozac." So. I've eliminated that from my life, in which you know That's there's amazing. all kinds of side effects. And I see every day people tell me how much they appreciate. So if you want to share fun, go to one of our shops and rent a bike. You don't have to buy one. Or you can take a guided tour. Many of them offer guided tours. Our Corona Del Mar store offers sometimes there's 80, as many as 80 people going out in a day on a guided tour. And they get to ride around Balboa Island, Balboa mm-hmm. Peninsula, and all through Corona Del Mar. There's no better way to see it than on an electric bike because mm-hmm. you don't have to deal with the traffic. You can ride across the ferry on a bike. It's a little cheaper than a car. Are, and you're going to have that whole experience of, of a wonderful place we have. So I just recommend people just go try them. Yeah, it's a, a great way. I, I appreciate the have have some more fun. I mean, that's what what you've enabled. Was that the first tagline that that you guys started with, or did you get it and evolve to that? It actually came from Europe. Our distributor in the UK. I saw it on the bottom of his email. He signed his name, Hello Fun. I said, oh, my God, that's it. It's magic. So we started using it, and then we trademarked it. Because at the end of the day, that's what people say. Oh, my God, hello, let's have some fun. And mm-hmm. if you interview anybody about that owns a pedigo, they'll tell you the two things. They'll use the word fun and freedom. And there's a lot more to it than that because it's a community. They go out ride together. I, we had a Palooza here in Huntington Beach at the air show. We had 500 people ride come into our, our event. It was sold out. Wow. And we had it at the Hyatt Regency there. We had the mm-hmm. deck there, and they all rode in. And we valet parked their bikes inside the Hyatt yeah, Regency in awesome. their conference center mm-hmm. underneath the, the stair there. And they were just overwhelmed by that. So I tell a lot of people, if you want to buy an electric bike, great. If you want to ride alone, go buy anyone. If you want to be part of a community, then get a Pedego because that's part of what we're all about hmm. definitely copying the harley davidson playbook exactly. there that, that's a great one so we, we i talked earlier you've been involved in some other ventures as well what what's your model for you said you see a lot of opportunities i think in the land of entrepreneurs that we are here i see a lot of startups a lot of pitches daily and now that i I'm really getting more involved hands-on in a venture studio. I'm seeing even more. What is your method for deciding who you're going to get into business with? Well, um, I look at a lot of things. The most important thing I look at is the individual. Does he have the passion? He or she have the passion? Is it something they're really interested in? Mm-hmm. Or are they just in it for the money? Mm-hmm. Uh, I never invest in anybody who's just in it for the money. Absolutely. I want to make sure they understand in depth. They're not just out to make a buck and to turn it around. And I, 
I, you know, I call them the the the, uh, the uh, IPO fraudsters. There's a lot of businesses out there today that are trying to show that you don't need to make a profit and you just build a business and it doesn't matter. It's revenue at all costs, and they don't have a sustainable business model. And I think the air is coming out of the balloon, and we won't name names, but we all know who they are. They're just not a sustainable. We built Pedigo to be a sustainable business model. We've been pot, we've been profitable since 2011. We have repair parts inventory. We're here for the long term. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get into business and they don't worry about the long term. They're just trying to get that sales number up so they can have this big IPO. Mm-hmm. We did not build Pedigo for that. Some people say you have to build a company and be planning for the exit every minute you're in it. Well, that's not the way I built mm-hmm. Pedigo. I'm not saying it's not a good way. It's just not our way. We're, our goal is to build a brand so that 20 years from now or 50 years from now, Pedigo is a known electric sure. bike company. Yeah, and it, it, that has the potential to leave a legacy that lasts far beyond you. And I mean, I think that has such a positive impact on on the world too. To those brands that you talked about, uh, you know, those brands have many of them have stood for many generations and certainly asked, outlasted many of the founders of those, which is a a really uh, positive trait. Yeah, one of the best books I've read is Shoe Dog, uh, the mm-hmm. story about Nike. Mm-hmm. And uh, Phil Knight didn't even like the name when they came out. You read the story, it's a fascinating tale, but Nike's a made-up name, and now they don't even have to say the name. All they got to do is show that swoosh symbol, and that, that's the, the ultimate brand ubiquity if there ever was one, probably one of the most powerful brands in the world. And it was because he was passionate about it. You read his story, all the trials and tribulations. It's, it, it's the life of an entrepreneur, what he mm-hmm. went through, the pain and the suffering and the running out of money and the shoes that came in that were you know defective and on down mm-hmm. the list it's a great great story about building becoming an entrepreneur it is it absolutely is well so many great lessons and and words of wisdom here today don this has been amazing so it's time for us unfortunately paul's giving me the uh, the high sign over here so we're gonna have to go to our final lap and i always ask you've you've shared so many already but you know is there a final key lesson or piece of advice you would have for other aspiring entrepreneurs, many of whom are in our audience, as to, you know, what you've learned or uh, what you'd love to impart with them uh, here in Orange County? Yeah, that's an easy question for me to answer, because uh, during my career, I liked a lot of business I was in. I really liked them. I enjoyed them, but I didn't love them, Mm. and I didn't have the passion. And what drives me every day is getting up, and my love for this business and for the customers and for our dealers it's all about the passion. I love riding the bikes. I love talking about the bikes. I love everything about it because at the end of the day, I'm the luckiest guy on the planet because I get to sell fun and not a lot of people yeah. do that. But if you're involved in something, my daughter has a company called Equivant. She's in the horse business. Mm-hmm. She, she told me a few years ago she wanted to quit her job and do nothing but ride horses. And I said, well, you better find a very rich guy to marry or you should start a business related to the horses. And she did just that. Yeah. She quit her job and started a company called Equivant, which is an online network for anybody in 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 the equestrian world Mm -hmm. and so she's living her passion and she said dad you were right i said what do you mean he said you told me that if i did something i was passionate about, i wouldn't be working and since i did this i haven't worked a day in my life Mm -hmm. but i've never worked harder so it's all about passion so i would say p with passion with a capital p if you're not passionate about you're probably not going to be successful at it yeah that's amazing amazing insights and don your passion clearly shows through thank you for taking us on the ride today uh, I'm going to say right now, if when we do this again, we're going to probably have to do it on bikes. So Paul's going to have to help me figure out how we have a, a interview on two pedagos. Uh, and maybe we'll be the first, if, if you haven't done that, we'll be the first uh, podcast done on uh, electric bikes. So you heard it here. 
But thanks for taking us on the, the entrepreneurial journey and, and sharing all your insights. Uh, you're definitely doing your part to accelerate OC. Welcome to the family. Thank you for having me. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at accelerateoc.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's accelerate OC together.